I started doing marketing around, I don't know, like 2001. Um, I was pretty young, man. I got my first computer when I was nine and I was making music and I wanted to find a way to sell my music online. And it didn't take long for me to realize that I had to learn how to market my music online in order to make money. I couldn't just simply post it and hope people will come. So I learned a bunch of marketing tactics and philosophies. And uh, in the beginning, I was very tempted and, 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 and I, I sort of caved in into what's called now growth hacking tactics. In my eyes, I think of it as cheating your way into getting people to buy something that they don't necessarily need or want or is of actual value. So my beef with digital marketers these days, and not all digital marketers, but the majority is that you know they think that they are doing something genius because they're growth hackers, because they're finding ways to manipulate the system. And whether it be finding ways to grow your Instagram account by using particular tactics, finding ways to increase your engagement per post by using engagement groups. And um, I don't know, you know, there's a ton of different tactics that I've heard of over the years. And look, I mean, I get a lot of that. And it's always tempting to do some of that. um, Because, well, frankly, we're just impatient. We don't really want to wait much to see results or we don't really want to put in too much work if we don't know what the results are going to be. So it makes sense that people will be easily persuaded to do these tactics. And furthermore, people, what people do is they rationalize these tactics, which is, I think is the most hilarious thing out of them all. They create a philosophy around why it's okay to do it. So stuff like, or they'll say things like, Oh, well, other people do it. That's one. Um, or they overgeneralize concepts or take a concept, a philosophy, and apply it to a marketing tactic, which you, if you try it, you can do that with almost anything, even things that you know are wrong or things that you know are scammy to do. You can still rationalize it. You can still use the same argument like, oh, well, everyone else does it or you can say, um, for example, if you're trying to push a particular product and you're trying to use certain techniques like NLP and uh, using a sales page with testimonials and all that good stuff, using the right color button, uh, like all these different tactics that people think about when trying to persuade someone to buy something. If you're doing all those tactics, a webinar where you say, hey, next, you'll choose a date next, you know, tomorrow, the next day, like just choose your availability. And there's really no webinar. There's like there is no actual schedule. It's just like no matter who it is, they're still going to attend a webinar. There's always going to be one that's coming up because it's just an automated process. And some might argue, well, hey, look, it works. Or some may argue like, oh, I know we are playing all these tactics to get people to buy something but isn't that what isn't that what most marketing is anyways isn't it always perceived value and people try to persuade you to get what you want them to buy so this is an interesting thing man and i think it's it's mostly common amongst young marketers and 
is common uh, amongst maybe experienced marketers who kind of just still don't get it. I think um, uh, you have to be careful about how you look at the world. Things are not that simple and things are also not that complicated. And you have to know when complexity applies to whatever you're, you're, I guess, perceiving at the time. So to make it simpler, um, the idea that everything is perception, right? That's a very broad, generalized sort of thing. But obviously, when you have to pick between almond milk and 2% milk, it doesn't, perception doesn't uh, apply in that case. Like, literally, one thing is almond milk and the other thing is 2% milk. So it's not like everything is perception. And you can try to go deeper and say, well, we only think it's almond milk because that's what society programmed us in our mind. Or how do you know? Look, you can go down a rabbit hole and and it will be highly unproductive to do so because what you do is you go further and further away from the reality of what is. And therefore, you have less power ultimately because you're not dealing in the realm of reality or dealing with the realm, I'd say, of creating tangible, provable, repeatable results. Your methods will be relying on a philosophy or an overgeneralized uh, conceptual idea. So I think digital marketers do this, and I think at the end of the day, they're just desperate. They lack some creativity. I, I admit that they are creative. I would argue that they're using their talents and skills for the wrong thing. And I think they don't have money, you know? They're trying their best to make as much money as possible. I think they're distracted by social media, and so they want to make a lot of money very fast because they think a lot of other people are doing that. And people are saying, and even in real life, outside of social media, that, that they're making tons of money doing X, Y, and Z, and they leave out a ton of context. So I'm in the business of creating great work and letting the work speak for itself. I'm in the business of referrals, getting people to want to share your work because it's that good. And I'm in the business of learning as much as possible about my audience, not to then manipulate them, but to create better products or a service, or whatever it is that I'm selling. And I'm not in it for a short-term gain. I'm in it to build a long-term success story. There's a lot of people that have long-term success stories, for instance, that have played certain games and, and tried different tactics. Although, if you look into the stories enough, and I think, depending on who you're talking about, you'd see that they have made some decisions that are based more on long-term thinking than short-term thinking. You have to be careful though, man, because some people might say, oh, in the short, I'm thinking long-term. I'm trying to buy these followers to get to a million followers. So that way in the long run, I'll have you know this personal brand. So now hopefully everyone can see the flaw in that thinking because if you buy a bunch of followers, well, first of all, if you think about what a personal brand is, 
and if you have any value to offer and if you're making any money, you would need actual people to follow you and not only just follow you, but like to actually care about you and trust you. So obviously buying followers isn't going to give you that. You can't buy love or buy trust. You can only offer a perception of trust, such as like social proof, I'd say. So like someone might say, oh, uh, if you have a million followers, that's social proof. And therefore, you'll eventually attract the right people from that point on. Except, you know, you really have to, the devil's in the details. Surely most people listening to this would know that even if you have a million followers, it doesn't mean you're going to reach a million people every time you post. In fact, you are probably most likely going to reach only five to 10 maximum percent of those people, depending on how high your engagement is. So if you have a million followers, it doesn't really mean anything. It means something a little bit, but if you bought them, especially, then it really doesn't mean anything. And so therefore, it's not really a great long-term strategy. In fact, a better long-term strategy would be someone who starts an Instagram page today and who has a clear focus about what they have to offer and they just start posting content you know they tell people who they think might be interested in their content about their content and they see what happens from there you know like the content speaks for itself if people don't really share it with their friends if they don't really give you feedback willingly if they aren't following you willingly or liking or leaving comments then your content is not that awesome i mean work on your content. There are some times where you make great content and people just don't engage. But I, I honestly feel like that, that there's a flaw in that as well. I think at the end of the day, the content is really key, but not just, not just posting a ton of content over and over and over again. I think posting quality content and buzzwords aside, Creating work that matters to people in one shape or form is what's going to get them to share with others and ultimately increase your engagement, increase your growth with followers and such and so on. And so I think someone that's why someone who has maybe 10,000 followers but are very loyal followers is way more powerful than someone who has even 2 million followers with a bunch of people who don't necessarily care about the brand per se. So anyways, I think with just that example alone, and we can talk about this all day, I think it applies to everything else in marketing. TikTok is really big right now. It's, it's, it's gaining momentum, um, to say the least. And I think there's, there's people already approaching that platform the wrong way. You know, and it's like, in some way, as a competitor in the digital marketing space, kind of, I uh, don't mind it. I kind of don't mind when people do things that's ultimately going to make them self-destruct in the future. I can see it. But I also can't help but getting annoyed if I go to marketing conferences or networking events and people are bragging about how they essentially manipulated the system to get something that isn't really of value. And, you know, it, it sort of prevents me from having a real conversation with them. Like, we can't talk about creating great work because you're still stuck on, I want to, you know, I just got 200,000 fans on TikTok in one day. Like, we're talking about that instead of talking about how can we create 
great, better work. So, um, I this is a. I mean, I've been doing this pretty much all my life, so I can talk about this for hours and hours. And I'm trying to keep these podcasts to a minimum of under 20 minutes, under 15 minutes ish. And I also want to leave room for, you know, more episodes. I'm, there's a lot of ways to explore this topic, but ultimately. Uh, just to sort of sum up, I'm in the business of creating great content, creating, doing good work, not just content, because you can create, you can, you know, if you build websites, that's not necessarily content per se, that's just work you do. Or if you're a hairstylist, you know, like, you should do great work, not necessarily keep on trying to grow your Instagram. That's just not the right mindset. I think life is simpler than that. You do great work, everything else will come. Whether you like it or not, that's just the way it works. And if nothing else is coming, then you're just not doing great enough work. And there's something to be said about that everything else will come mindset. Because people think that you need millions of followers to be successful. Or they want millions of followers for some reason. I don't know. Maybe just for vanity. So that's something that you would want to check on, too, because if you say, oh, I, uh, I don't know, let's say you, uh, for example, I have a, a dog, it's a husky, and there's a guy who has a YouTube channel that's all about husky dogs in particular, and that's awesome for me because that's direct content that applies for me, but if he was to say, I want to be, I want to build a personal brand and I want you know, I want to get to 20 million followers on Instagram in one year talking about husky dogs. It's like, you know, that's probably not going to happen because there's not really enough people in the market. Uh, there's, not a, there's not, you know, 20 million followers in the market for learning about husky dogs. So you have to sort of be realistic about what is it that you're, you're trying to get. Anyways. I can rant all day long about digital marketing, um, and uh, but as I said, I can leave some content for future episodes. But until next time, I'm Josh. Let me know what you want to hear about in my next episodes. I have been talking a little bit more about business in the past episodes because I see that people tend to gravitate towards that more, but... Um, but I love philosophy. Um, I love science. I love uh, technology in general. So I don't mind talking about any of that stuff. Send me a DM and let me know what you think.